Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Simple. My name is Luis Sanchez. I'm the director of the Simple Church Collective and a host of the Keeping It Simple podcast. And I'm Scott Callantine, co-host of the podcast and resident of the Simple Church Collective. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Let's get started. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Keeping It Simple. Today, we have an amazing guest coming to us out of Boise, Idaho, Justin uh, Arndt. This season, we're going to be talking about uh, just everyday people on mission. And Justin is one of those people. Uh, he, uh, We've been asking our friends around the country, like, man, we really want to highlight some people that are leading in the microspace that are... Um, just been, you know, just in the trenches and, and what we really want to do everyday people, every, doing the what stuff. we re- yeah. exactly, what we really want to do is expose, you know, and kind of just create a platform for everyday people to kind of share their experiences and encourage others who are maybe even considering being a part of a micro church or, uh, you know, joining a missional community or launching something, uh, in the micro space and like, man, there's people from all over, the U.S. and all over the world mm-hmm. that are doing this thing, yeah. and um, it doesn't have to look the same. It all looks a little bit different. And so uh, this season, what we're doing is we are interviewing people from all over the place that are doing this thing, This, you know, these experiments in disciple-making, just like us. Um, and hopefully you guys are inspired, you guys are encouraged, and you guys are willing to give it a shot and and join Jesus on mission. So, Justin, welcome to the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Our listeners probably don't know much about you. Tell us about your family. Tell us about your hobbies. Tell us about, you know, what should our people know? Just kind of give us a little bit of a background. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's nice to be here. And uh, so my name is Justin Arndt, and uh, I am a husband, a dad. I've uh, been a husband of my wife. We got married uh, 19 years ago. Let's go. And Yeah, uh, 19 years awesome. ago. Uh, it, that'll be in December, so almost 19 years. Come on. I, I have two boys, uh, six and a uh, boy that just turned 15. So we're going through the whole thing of uh, driver's license, all that kind wow. of stuff. And uh, that's been an adventure. Um, and then I am an IT manager. So I uh, my full-time job is uh, basically taking care of networks, taking care of computers. I have uh, I help people. Um, the employees that work for our company are all over the world. They travel all over the United States and the world. And uh, it's, a, it's a fun job. Um, it's a lot of work. I've been in IT for a long time. And... Uh, it kind of goes into my hobbies. I like computers. I like tinkering. So if any of the listeners here like know what a Raspberry Pi is or anything like that, like single board computers, that's what I play with on, on my spare time. I mean, I like pie. You said raspberry right. pie. You got right. me. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I, I play guitar um, and I uh, listen to metal christian metal music my favorite band is wolves of the gate if you guys like ever want to listen to something that's like super theologically like deep and sound listen to them they're incredible um yeah but i was raised in a christian home i've uh you know got saved at a really young age um i was raised in an assembly of god church and uh so that was good but uh at the same time you know I, i actually um been in ministry most of my adult life where I was a worship pastor at a church and that's things like that. And just this whole brick and mortar, you know, make the church bigger and, you know, bring in more people and, 
you know, that kind of stuff, it, it just, it, it got kind of weird uh, after a while, just all the church politics and all this different things. And, and uh, luckily God just kind of brought us out of that. And, and we met Dusty and, and uh, from, um, from our church sojourn uh, church here in Boise. And, uh, and I just, it's, it's, it's exciting to see everything that God has done and he's doing uh, through our, through this ministry. So. I love Dusty. He's one of the very first people that uh, we reached out to when we were considering, you know, kind of switching lanes, going from the prevailing model um, to uh, micro uh, churches, uh, house churches or simple churches, which is what we call it here locally. Um, but he was, man, he took some time. He, he didn't know me from a hole in the wall, but he took some time and kind of shared his story with me and, and told us about you know, spaces. We're still learning. So we're learners. We're not teachers at really in, in, this, in this space, you know, uh, but as, as soon as we get something, we're passing it along. But Dusty like really was an amazing guy. So um, I'm, I'm glad that he sent you our way, but man, so glad to have this conversation with you. Yeah. Um, Justin, how long have you been in the Boise area? And you mentioned this shift from, um, being a worship pastor, I don't know if that was full-time or part-time, but that shift towards the micro, give us a little bit of a timeline. When did that happen? How long have you now been in the micro space? Um, and what does that look like? What did that shift look like? And, and what role did Dusty play in that? Yeah, so I've been in, I've been in the Valley here in uh, Boise uh, my whole life, uh, not actually living in Boise itself in, in Napa. But um, yeah, I did... <sighs> You know, God just started working with with me in worship and music at um, in my teens. And um, there was a time I asked my brother, I said, "Can you can you just bring over a guitar?" And he brought over guitar and chord sheets, and I just started worshiping and just started learning. And just like the spirit of God just started really just working in me. And uh, so I got in the ministry really early. And as good as it is, there's there's things where when you you're in a big church environment that you just um your relationships just aren't as close as they could be and it's just uh you kind of everybody kind of gets lost in the crowd it seems like and um i had some heartache had some hard things that happened in the church i was in and uh ended up going to a church where where dusty was the youth pastor at the time and uh god started just moving on his heart and moving him towards uh doing something different and and going into boise and 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 uh starting something that was going to be you know smaller and different and he didn't have it figured out at the at, at the start and uh i came out and started doing worship for him uh to start kind of the the church out and I would come in and do that sometimes and it got to the point to where my wife and I were praying and we ended up moving to Boise uh intentionally to be part of uh, Dusty's ministry and I'll tell you what it, it's a lot of just practice it's a lot of just trying things out seeing what works and our structure now I think is really good but it wasn't like it was when we first started and uh but it's it's been really good we've um so we've been in, we actually moved to Boise 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so, so that's when we started with Dusty here in Boise and things have changed a lot. And right now this uh, micro church model has been really good. We actually, seven years ago, uh, Rick and Linda uh, were 
I don't want to call them older, but they, they kind of are older a couple in, in our church. Um, but, uh, they, they sat down with coffee for us and, uh, with me and my wife. And they're like, we want you to start this, uh, missional group to go down to the homeless. And so for seven years, uh, we went down to the homeless and basically for a while fed them, um, uh, actually just ate with them, like, a like ate breakfast. We brought our own breakfast and actually ate with them. And then it kind of changed a little bit. And then we just did services and then actually Rick and Linda became missionaries and went to another country and he handed that over to me. And so I led that for, I don't know, four plus years. Uh, just leading basically like a micro church, a missional community down with the homeless. And it was, it was really good. It was really hard. Um, if you've done any type of missional thing like that, it's easy to get burnt out. And um, so a couple of years ago when COVID hit, they shut that all down and uh, they kind of restructured things. And uh, we haven't been as involved with that, but for the last about two years ago, my wife and I were praying and we were, you know, really just seeking God, like, what do we do next? And he wanted us to just do like a micro church from our home. And uh, about a year ago, that that finally started to like come, come, come to pass. We started to see the, the, this micro church form and we had two families join us. And now we have had a third. And um, honestly, this is one of the closest groups I've been with. It's been amazing. Awesome. Yeah, tell us more about that micro church and um and then what your rhythms are like, you know? So like and and really like what piqued your interest in into the micro? Yeah, so um our Sunday mornings are uh amazing. So we will um basically do church, we'll meet at uh different people's houses, it sometimes changes, and we will um basically start out with um some worship sometimes sometimes we do sometimes we don't uh depending I, I i there was a long part of my life a big part of my life where i thought like worship was like the first half of church and the second half of church was preaching it's not like that at all anymore sometimes we do worship times sometimes we don't we always do communion um right when we started we were just like you know how often should we do communion and everybody's like let's do it every week and so we do communion every single week and it is a beautiful thing there's been times where i've sat in a room full of um just kids and adults and we're all in this circle together and we're doing communion and i look at it and i'm like this is exactly what communion probably looked like when we um when the early church met uh we eat every week uh, we eat a brunch every Sunday. So we eat, then we do communion. Um, then we just share, like, what is God doing in our lives? What kind of anxieties is going on in our lives? What can we pray for? And we pray together. Um, we do um, a discovery Bible study. And right now we just uh, finished up uh, Jesus and Peter walking on water. And uh, I think it's Matthew 15. And so we've been making our way through Matthew and we do that. And uh, besides that, um, we, we hang out. We, we t when we talk about the scripture, we actually uh, say, you know, like, what are we going to do with that, that passage this week in our lives? Like, like how is God wanting us to share this with a coworker or is there something that God wants to work in my life through this? And so, and, and often we share about that. 
So that's kind of our Sundays. We do DNA every week, uh, which is called, which is basically discipleship. And so we do a discipleship every single week and, um, it's awesome. We do it separate men and women. So, um, us guys, we get together and we just, uh, we'll read scripture or read a book or go through different type of discipleship things. And we just share what's going on in our lives, our struggles, our temptations, and, um, just, uh, are there for each other. And that being there for each other is, is huge. Is that different than Sunday? Is that like on another day? The That's on Sunday? another day. Yep. Yeah. Another day. So your community rhythms are you guys meet twice a week. Yeah. Love the Discovery Bible Study. That's part of our format, too, locally. Um, we've taught on that. Great, great tool. Mm. Um, you mentioned, that like I think, 11 years ago that you joined or moved to Boise, and then for seven years you um, were part of the homeless microchurch ministry. And you mentioned that your systems and structures today are not what they were and they're way better um, overall. Can you kind of briefly share with our audience this thing called the syndicate, what it is, what it looks like, how it functions? Um, and then that journey from we started off maybe this ragtag group, we're trying these things, we're practicing these things, we've gotten to here where we have some things in place. Can you kind of describe what that was like and um, you know, we're a few years into our journey and some of our listeners are maybe like, okay, when, when are we going to be at that place? And, and so just, could you describe what that has, what that's like to now kind of be in this more firm foundation of what, of what you're doing? Yeah. So we weren't like technically a microchurch model when we started. And when we started, we were just uh, meeting in like a community center that was connected to a school. And uh, we've tried different things like meeting every Sunday, uh, doing all different types of things. And um, it just seems like the more we, we tried to meet as a larger group, um, there was just less of the discipleship and intimacy, I would say, than, than when we met with, with smaller groups. And so, um, yeah, it seems like you kind of go back and forth because people like um, Sunday morning services and they like to go to a building. And um, sometimes it seems like you like try to go to the whim of what people like to do or that's the culture of Boise is people want to go to church on Sunday to a building. And so kind of pulling away from that uh, is sometimes hard, but it's but it's a really good thing. And so uh, I don't know, it was probably like three or four years back. We, we really just strongly said we're going to go with this microchurch model. And that's what we're going to go through, go, go, go to for sure. And um, and then a little bit later, um, uh, Dusty and, and, and Robert Frazier uh, got together and decided to do this syndicate thing. And uh, it's basically a collection of microchurches here in Boise. So we have all of our microchurches, which is just a few uh, with Sojourn. But then on top of that, we have this gigantic collection of microchurches that are part of the syndicate. And so it was just a few weeks ago, we actually did a family re reunion with uh, the syndicate. And we met in the park, in a park here in Boise. And uh, just, it was a huge group. It was a, it was amazing to see how many microchurch families are part of this, this group here in Boise, part of the syndicate. 
and uh, we got to just hang out. We got to eat together. We did a baptism in in the river, in the Boise River. Actually, my six year old got baptized. Nice. Um, and yeah, he got baptized just a few weeks ago, and that was super exciting. And so it's it's really really cool to have all of these different small churches together with the same mission that we're going to reach Boise and um, and it's it's really good it's it's just a really neat experience to be part of dude there's so many like similar things between what you guys are up to and what we're up to and stuff in in Seattle and stuff in Boise man there's tons of uh you know just underlying stuff happening you guys are connected too with the KC underground too right like that's part of like like who you're connected to, right? Yeah. So um, we've done some training uh, as part of uh, the syndicate uh, with Casey Underground and and have done some training groups and different things like that. Just learning and, you know, using them as kind of like they've they've done it and they've, they've done it well. And so let's let's learn from them. But yeah. Love it, man. Talk to me about talk to me about highlights of your time in the micro space, right? Like, man. Like the be- the best parts of-, of of being in the microspace. Talk to me. Yeah, so I'm actually going to just read a passage, if that's okay, from Acts chapter two. Let's go. We like the Bible. Yeah. So Acts chapter two, verse uh, forty four says, "And all those who had uh, had believed were together and had all things in common, and they began selling their property and possessions, and were divided uh, them up with all." as anyone might have need, and daily devoting themselves with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord was adding to their number daily those who were being saved. Mm. And I just love that they had all things in common. And they were selling and and just taking care of each other. And this year has been kind of a rough year for my family. Um, I lost my mom and dad and my brother uh, to COVID earlier this year, the very beginning. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's only so much when your family's hurting that they can do to help you out. And my church family, our micro church just came in and just took care of us. just like the same week that my, uh, my mom and dad died, both of our cars broke down wow. and I call up, I, I'm like trying to find what can I do? Cause I got to get one into the shop, but I still got to make it to work. And I, I hear that David has an extra car and I call up David and I'm like, David, can you loan me a car for just like a few days to get my car, one of my cars fixed? And he's like, I'm going to load up the family in the van and we're all going to come out and we'll bring you a car. I'm like, David, I can, I can like come and pick it up. My wife can come in and pick it up. He goes, no, we're going to bring it out to you. And he brought out, says, borrow it as long as you want. And we've had so many things where uh, David ended up uh, having to travel to Louisiana for about a month and a half. And just, we just had this collective group of people where we, we hung out together. We had a family taco night. We had, um, just recently we, um, did things like, uh, watch, uh, their kids while he was gone. Um, and just providing meals for each other in different situations. 
And it's just like, we're there for each other. We're providing for each other. And when we talk about the best things is, you know, we join this family, uh, this kingdom that, uh, that, that Jesus, that Jesus created for us. We're part of this family and we take care of each other. And sometimes it's, it's, it's exactly what we need. If you're a person that that is lacking in your own like personal family or anything, or they just can't be there for you for a while, this family that we can have in this microchurch is amazing. And it's so intimate. It's so close. We know so many things about each other and, and it's just going to continue to grow. We've only known each other for like less than a year, around a year, wow. and we're becoming family together. And I love that. We have things in common. And, uh, and we would, we would sacrifice our own things and, and to take care of each other. So, so, so when you guys started, it's amazing just to see like theology and practice. Right. But when you guys started, um, did you guys like, were you trying to reach your neighborhood? Were you guys, cause we, when the language we use is like, our groups are either a neighborhood centric or like network of relationships. Like how do you, how do you guys define like the people that you're after or the people that are, you know, welcome to your group or do you even have that? You know, maybe you don't, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, our original intention was to reach our neighborhood and that's still our intention. And, uh, I would say our neighborhood's kind of grown. So it's kind of like the North West part of Boise. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a decent area, but I mean, we can all get to each other's houses and like, a little over 10 minutes, but, uh, that's kind of been, been our area, uh, right now. And we've had neighbors that have visited and, and, um, we're still like, there's, there's a couple, couple families that, that we, we've invited that, um, I think they're, they're, they'll join at some point or, or, you know, at least visit us. Um, but right now it's interesting. And, and I will say this, some, I feel like that's kind of where we've been lacking is in the mission, like reaching everybody. And I don't think that we're doing anything wrong. Uh, God put us together in this time to take care of each other and to build each other up. And I think that comes first. I think mm -hmm. that being the church and taking care of each other and being there for each other is a really important part of the church. And that's something that's on my wife and my heart, all, all of our church. That's um, something we want to do is is really become more missional, and it will happen. Yeah, yeah. And I think you guys are going through a season, and obviously your what your story kind of reminds me a little bit of a story of one of our guys here, whose best friend actually um, uh, took his own life uh, right here in North Seattle, and then it actually brought the entire community together. Um, they all rallied around him. And then for a season, that community became a community like where everybody was grieving together and loved each other well. And so there's finally beginning to emerge out of that. And, and it kind of just there's some parallels with that. Just like, you know, when the when when the community is so small and, and, and people take hits like that, like you guys took, like it really like it brings it, you together. It, it, it causes people to actually decide, like, hey, am I am I all in or what? You know, and like either they lean in or they're like, I don't know about this, you know? And so it sounds like your community and the community of the guy that I'm thinking about right here locally, like everybody said, yes, we're in it, you know? Mm -hmm. And 
and, and my question wasn't like, hey, you're doing something wrong or not doing something wrong. It's more along the lines of like, hey, for listeners who may be listening, um, you know, like, what's your fo- what you know, what's, what's your, your focus, focus and how do you how do you guys know who who you're after? Do you guys have I think I think you do. Do you guys have irreducible minimums? Are you familiar with that language? Um, Say that again. Irreducible minimums or like a core things that each simple church or micro church must have. In, in to be a part of the either the syndicate or sojourn, are you familiar with any of that? No, nope. we talk about worship community mission and leadership development here. So those those first three are pretty popular among microspaces, and then the last yeah one is one I think we, we just probably use different terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we Same. say every in order for a simple church to be a simple church, they need to meet those four basic requirements. And so, and sometimes you've got more, more marbles in one bucket than the other. And then, so, and just as seasons shift, you know, things, things tend to happen, but man, thanks so much, man, man. Thanks for sharing too. Like your personal stuff, what happened with mom and dad and COVID has been crazy. Mm. My wife and I both are long COVID folks. Um, and so we're, we're, we're long haulers. So we, we get it. Yeah. Um, you mentioned some, like some of the best parts of microchurch. What's some of the more hard things? Um, you've obviously gone through hardships, um, but what are some more difficult things of, of being a part of a microchurch? Are there any um, in your experience? Yeah, so I, I will say that when we were doing the, um, the homeless microchurch, that it was discouraging at times. Mm-hmm. You go in there every week, and sometimes you don't see hardly any change. You don't see a lot of things happening. It's hard to do stuff. Um, and so that that can be really discouraging, like when you just work and work and work at something, and there's just not a lot of results. But at the same time, after you, we stepped away, and I will say it was nice it's been nice to to get a break when you do it for seven years. It's, it's hard, but there's been a lot of highlights going back and looking at it. There were times where we would just uh, pour into somebody's life and we'd never see him again. And that might've been a good thing. Maybe they got, went and got helped. Maybe they, that something good happened because of uh, the work that the Lord was doing in their life. But um, we have a lady actually that um, was part of the homeless, uh, uh, that homeless church, and she is part of our micro church today. And uh, she's she's been off the street for years. Uh, Rick and Linda, the 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 couple that started the ministry, he baptized her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember how many years ago. And they're like, she's like the grandma of her family, and uh, she's you know doing good. And we, um, you know, take her to church every single week. Um, and there's things like that, that you're just like, you know, all those years, I know God did a ton of things. I know he planted a ton of seeds, but you see some of the works that he does. And there's really some really good things that came out of it. But yeah, there's times where things are hard. Like my wife and I, when we first decided to start like the micro church in our home, I mean, we didn't get any traction for a year. I mean, nothing. It was it was tough. Um, um, Rick and Linda came home from uh, Vietnam uh, as missionaries, and they were basically our church for the time they were home until they went off into to their next uh, thing they were doing. But yeah, 
there's hard things where just sometimes things just don't seem like they move and you just trust in God for his timing. Love it, man. Justin, talk to us. Just what would you say to someone that's contemplating like launching a micro church or kind of exploring whether or not they should jump in? Like, what would you say to someone that was in that space, right? That confusing in between or that discerning space, like, man, I, I want to do micro. Like, what would you say to them? Just, just pray, pray a ton, pray all the time. Um, if you, if you, um, you know, with your spouse, with your family, just, just pray. Um, and, and intentionally seek the Lord on it. Like there was, uh, it was like three years ago, or three and a half years ago, every single beginning of the year, like February ish, my wife and I say, God, what do you want from us? What do you want us to do? Do you want us to live in the name, same neighborhood? Do you want us to move? Do you want us to be missionaries? Do you want us to uh, continue to do what we're doing in the church? And we would just every beginning of every year, we're just like, we're just going to find out what God wants from us this year. And so we would seek God. And uh, it was a, like three and a half years ago. And God said, you're going to leave your home. You're not going to sign your lease on your rent. And you're going to buy a house. I don't know if you've if you guys have crazy house price hikes in your area. Yes, very much. <laughs> but God basically had us buy a house right before like everything went crazy. And we ended up getting to the point to where we didn't know what we were going to do. We didn't know where we were going to move. We didn't know what house we were going to buy. And I ended up living in my parents' basement uh, with my family. And we're just listening to God. We're just like, God, what do you want to do? And he's like, we're gonna give you a we're gonna give you a home that you can do church in and and that uh, that he's gonna that he wanted to use and um, we get to the point to where we're in October at the end of October and my birthday's in November and I'm like God as your son I'm just asking for a favor can I have my birthday party in my house we're a month away from having I mean for my birthday. And I look at my wife and, and, and she's like, I think God's saying yes. And we just have this peace about like, yeah, I think we might have your birthday in, in, your, in our new house. God put everything in line. I had my birthday in my house. And uh, I'm telling you, we have a God that cares about us. He's our father. And, and he wants what's best for us. And he wants to do good things for us. And so if you have this like desire to start a microchurch, just seek him. He's your dad. He loves you. He cares about you. He has a plan and just keep seeking him. And it might look like maybe, maybe you're a Timothy still, and you need some discipleship from a Paul and you need to get to the point, point to where you can start that. And so join a microchurch and, 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 and do that thing, get some discipleship. Just, just God will lead you. God will, God will take you to the place you need to, but be diligent in seeking his will. And, um, you know, find other people that you have this in common with. And the other thing is don't be discouraged. It might take a little bit. It might take a little bit of time to do it, but God, if God has that plan and he's speaking, speaking to you that, that he's going to start this ministry, um, just, just, uh, follow, follow the steps, take a step of faith. Like, like Peter stepping out and walking on the water. It's hard. It's hard. It was hard to not sign that lease when with our house. Like, where are we going to live? What are we going to do? But we did. We did what God wanted to. We we took that step of faith, and and I just say, 
take a step of faith and just keep praying, seeking God. Man, that's so good. Uh, thanks for talking to us, Justin, and sharing a bit. For those of you listening, man, he's no expert. He's just a guy trying to follow Jesus who's practicing this stuff. Like, like most of us are going to be. Everyday like, guy, dude. He's an, an everyday, everyday guy. Yep. Everyday guy. We've had a pleasure of, of getting to know you and, and, and doing this interview, man. If anyone is listening and they're like, man, how could I stay connected to uh, what Justin's doing or at least the larger syndicate or sojourn, um, how could they kind of stay connected to your work, your story, what's happening with your micro church? So uh, our church is sojournalliance.com. And uh, other than that, uh, my email address is justin.arnt, A-R-E-N-T at gmail.com. And uh, also, if you just look up uh, Sojourn Alliance on uh, Facebook, Dusty's pointing po- post videos and all kinds of cool stuff on there too, and it's 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 really good discipleship stuff. So, thanks for taking the time, Justin. God bless you. Love the faith that you guys had and have. Again, tons of overlapping stuff. I did homeless work for seven and a half years. My background's in mental health and drug and alcohol stuff. So I love your heart, and man, keep up the good work. Can't wait to hear the cool stories that are going to come out of Boise. You guys uh, keep doing what you're doing. Peace. Thank you for having me. God bless. Thanks for listening to the episode. If you'd like to support us more, check out our podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash keeping it simple podcast. If not, we'd love your support through subscribing, sharing episodes, and liking and reviewing the podcast. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes to come.